Welcome to the Australian Hiker Podcast, Australia's longest-running hiking podcast downloaded over three-quarters of a million times in over 160 countries and providing you with an Australian perspective on all things hiking. We're your hosts, Tim and Jill Savage, coming to you from Ngunnawal and Ngambri country. This is episode 263 of the Australian Hiker Podcast, and in this week's episode, we talk about bathing on trail. We hope you enjoy. Before we get into today's episode, if you'd like to help support Australian Hiker and this podcast, there are a couple of ways that you can help us out. Firstly, by subscribing on your podcast host of choice, so that each episode is available as soon as it's published, and if you have the opportunity, leave us a five-star review. Another way to support us is go to the Australian Hiker website at www.australianhiker.com.au and click on the supporters page and buy us a coffee. You can do a one-off donation or become a monthly supporter. All donations are greatly appreciated and help us to continue producing this podcast and blog. Now let's get on to today's episode. Now, if you're hiking for any length of time, get used to not being as clean as you would usually like in, in, your, in our day-to-day lives. While you need to clean yourself all over from time to time, areas such as hands, the face, armpits and groin are all areas that will need more regular cleaning. In this podcast episode, we're going to discuss a simple option for keeping cleanish on trail. <laughs> okay, so first up, why do we want to keep clean on trail? You know, why not? You know, if we're out bush, we're in the dirt and the mud and everything else, why not just ignore it all and just go with it? And I think from that perspective, there's a couple of reasons there. From a psychological point of view, I think we feel better when we're clean. Uh, and we don't have to be squeaky clean, but you know, if you've come covered in mud or, or dirt, it's nice to sort of get clean at the end of the day. You just feel that so much better. And the other thing as well is, particularly in relation to things like feet, having clean feet will minimise the chance of getting blisters, getting any injuries or issues with your feet if you've gotten rid of all the dirt and gunge and muck that, that typically cakes them in, uh, and trails that are particularly muddy and dirty. Yeah, and if you are unfortunate enough to get blisters, then uh, clean feet is important to make sure that you don't get secondary infection. Okay, so again, that's it's. I think most of us do like being clean, and as I said, we we use the term cleanish. It's going to be almost impossible to keep squeaky clean when you're hiking, unless you are walking from hotel to hotel on a daily <laughs> basis. And yeah, and some of the trails do have that, and that's what we're going to talk about next: is options for keeping clean on trail. So, firstly, I suppose as we mentioned, hotels, motels, and caravan parks are all potential options, and then it also includes campgrounds as well. So Bibbleman Track that I did in 2018, uh, at least every six to seven days, I was staying in a hotel as I had a town stay, and that, that gave me the opportunity to do the podcasting, catch up on social media, but it also gave me the opportunity to wash my clothes in a proper washing machine and dry them, uh, and to also wash me and get all the dirt off me as well. Now, hotels and motels aren't always available. And I'll use as an example here the Great Ocean Walk uh, in Victoria. Now, we had, at least on our trip the first night, uh, we were camping in a campground, in the tent, but it was part of a much larger camping ground that took caravans uh, and car campers as well. 
So walking up to the toilet facilities, there are also shower facilities up there as well. You know, this is an option, depending on the walk you're doing and the available resources, sometimes you might come across shower, uh, shower facilities to help keep yourself just that bit more cleaner. From there, we get into the more natural side of things. And I think here we're talking about water bodies. So it might be that you decide, you know, if the weather is good enough, you'll go for a swim at the end of the day in the local lagoon or the river or the ocean. The ocean's maybe not the best option here because you come out of the ocean and you're covered in salt and that can make you feel a bit itchy. But certainly if you've been covered in mud from the day walking, <laughs> that might be a preferable option. Yeah, that's right. I think it's the difference between dust and dirt and mud and uh, a little bit of sand and salt. Apart from the ocean, as I said, we've got natural water bodies. It might be the river. It might be a, a local creek somewhere. One thing to be very conscious of here is this potentially is also your drinking water. So if you're going to go through and use natural water bodies, you want to go downstream from uh, where everyone's camping and hiking. Uh, so you're not sort of, you know, if you go upstream, what you're going to end up doing is washing all that dirt and muck off you. Uh, and it's going to be, this is where you're going to be collecting your, your drinking water. Uh, so you're better off um, going downstream if that's the case. Uh, and again, this is assuming that it, the weather is warm enough uh, and it's not always an option. Now this brings us on to wash kits and this is probably the main focus of this, this podcast episode. I do like feeling clean at the end of the day and you know, I'm not going to feel as clean as if I've had a full-on hot shower and, and soap myself down but I do like having a, a bit of a cleanliness because it does make it easier in my case to fall asleep. I just don't feel like I'm itchy or, or uh, you know, it, it, when you feel dirty, you just don't tend to feel as good as you, do, you would do normally. We've been using for roughly about the last five years now a wash kit, which we got the idea from a friend for. And this is a fairly simple sort of process to use and do. And the process for us is as follows. Well, I think the first thing you've got to do is find a location that you can wash yourself down with and sometimes that's a little bit tricky. If uh, there are toilet facilities, sometimes they're big enough for you to be able to take your gear off and and uh, uh, attempt a wash. Other times you might have to take turns in your tent uh, if you're sharing a tent and uh, use, use your tent as uh, the option for uh, the site for the cleaning. You always have the option of stripping down completely beside your tent uh, and not in the uh, available facilities if they're uh, available. Um, and if you're comfortable with that, then that's okay. Uh, but you also have to be mindful of others who may be around who may not be as comfortable as uh, um, you are uh, with a naked body. So just bear that in mind. Um, and occasionally we've had... Uh, moments where you've probably glimpsed uh, something that you shouldn't have glimpsed and turned back and walked away and pretended it didn't happen. Um, but, uh, you know, um, it depends on how you feel, uh, who's camping on the site with you, but definitely just be mindful of others and, and uh, you don't want to unnecessarily embarrass anybody. So the other thing I think you need to do is also be mindful of other water sources, depending on how much water you are using, um, but you don't want to be washing, as Tim said, your dirt off into the waterways where 
Others are going to be uh, collecting their drinking water or, you know, run the risk of contaminating water for others who are downstream. So, you know, again, be thinking about where you are and minimising that impact, not just on others but also on the environment. Now, as far as the wash kit we use, it is a very, very simple bit of kit. It involves a Ziploc bag, uh, and I suggest a sandwich size bag. Now, people often say, oh, look, you know, that's not very environmentally friendly. I've been using the same bag for about six years, so it lasts. Providing you're, you're not rough with it, it will last. Now, inside that bag, I've got a chucks, uh, one of those bluey, whitish sort of cloths we use for cleaning kitchen the kitchen. cloths. <laughs> uh, and I've actually trimmed it down. So I've trimmed it down to something that's around about the size of about 40 centimetres by 40 centimetres. You don't need the super large size ones that are, you know, about two or three times that size. So I end up cutting them into a couple of pieces. So I end up with one goes to Jill and one comes to me. So you don't need something huge. And with that, we then use an essential oil of some sort. Now, we prefer to use either lavender oil or eucalyptus oil. Uh, the choice is yours, though. Or tea tree oil, tea tree oil um, is yeah. the one that I use. Um, so, yeah, it's it really is your choice through there. Uh, and typically, we'll use something around about a 15 milliliter size bottle, which is quite small, uh, and that will last for quite a few weeks because you're only adding a couple of drops, maybe two or three drops into the bag to wash yourself with. And even if you do that once a day, uh, 15 mils will go an awful long way. From there, so that's your three components. Uh, From there, what you do is you take your essential oil bottle out of the packet. Uh, You put a small amount of water in the bag. It doesn't want to be full up with water, but it wants to be enough to saturate the towel and have a bit left over and then add a couple of drops of essential oil into the bag. Just squeeze the towel a bit, get the, get the moisture in there, get it all mixed up, and then start the cleaning process. Yeah, and uh, it's important to put the water into the bag uh, first so you can dilute the um, essential oil. Your Ziploc bag won't last as long if you're putting the oil directly onto the plastic of the bag. Um, now, as we mentioned through here, I mean, I... We can either do this inside the tent, you can do it outside. And when Jill and I go go camping together, it's normally one of us will lie there out of the way. Um, <laughs> and usually it's me. Uh, Jill will often go first. She can then get into a sleeping bag and sort of uh, lie on her side, giving me a bit more space. And then I'll close her and clean myself as well. It, it is easier when there's only one person in the tent or one person to have to deal with. Uh, but you end up developing a system. And you do. And uh, I also think that when you're in the tent, you probably do it a little bit faster as well. Um, and what we noticed uh, when we are on the Kangaroo Island Wilderness Trail, and, and I think even the ranger said this to us, the uh, toilet facilities are very generous in uh, size and uh, people do spend quite a bit of time in there doing their clean-up um, which is, you know, a little bit of a problem for everybody else who needs to go, but you know they'll they'll uh, get everything done. So, you know, you you are quite a f- quite efficient with it when you have limited space. <laughs> now, how much you clean yourself is really going to be up to you. Normally, I like to do a full body clean, uh, and again, you don't need a huge amount of water to go through and do that. If you're sopping sopping wet with mud, yeah, you probably need to get rid of the excess mud first. 
but certainly if it's just if, you know, you're grubby at the end of the day, it's easy to clean yourself with not a huge amount of water. But the focus tends to be your head and face, uh, armpits, groin, and particularly the feet as well. Now, which order you do those in is your choice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> There's some obvious ones, I think, to do first. I'd probably do my face first. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's it's really how you want to go from there. And then I'll just wipe down my limbs and my torso and my back. Uh, so, it, 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 again, for the sake of a, a couple of minutes worth of effort at the end of the night before you go to bed, you feel so much cleaner and I think you tend to sleep uh, a bit better and you smell cleaner as well. Yeah, I think, you know, there's something soothing. There's something soothing about the aroma um, of the oils. Um, it's not overpowering and, uh, you know, it can be quite relaxing as well, depending on which one you uh, prefer. As you clean yourself, you'll find you keep on dipping the cloth back into the bag, uh, absorb a bit more moisture as the towel, as the little washcloth gets dry and uh, keep on uh, washing and cleaning, you'll find that what ends up being in the bag starts to get dirtier as you go. Certainly if it gets really bad, you might want to swap over and keep on going, but in all honesty, it doesn't get that dirty. Uh, It's not too bad. But by the end of it, what you're going to need to do is to pour the water out, put a bit more fresh water in there, uh, give the towel a bit of a squeeze and rinse out, and then go through and let it dry off. Um, it, can, it can dry off just sitting on your pack, or even if it's just slightly damp, it doesn't matter too much uh, because it'll be pretty much ready to go the next day. One comment I would make here is, again, we come back to this term, cleanish. It uh, doesn't matter how thorough a washing job you do, you're never going to be as clean as if you had a shower back at your own house. It's, you know, it's just not going to happen. Uh, but it does make a big difference towards the end of the day, particularly if you're getting out of uh, your hiking clothes into your sleeping clothes, and the last thing you want to do is transfer all the dirt over to the, your clothes that you sleep in at the end of the day. Uh, but it, it does make quite a big difference, and it does does help quite a lot. Yeah, and I think um, the other thing is that you know if you're using a lot of hand sanitizer to um, keep your hands clean, there isn't anything better than a bit of water and um, a bit of a scrub at the end of the day. Um, So the hand sanitizer will take you so far, but you do, for hygiene's sake, you do need to make sure that, you you know, you're putting some effort into your hands and making sure your hands are clean so that when you are eating, um, you're not going to end up with funny bugs that you've picked up. Okay, so that's our take on washing on the trail or body washing on the trail. It's a really, really simple system. Uh, I think the the chucks that I currently am using is probably about four years old as well. You know, you're not being overly rough with it. it you know, as long as you look after it, it just keeps on lasting. So it's not a, a wasteful sort of process. Oh, well, they do. They do start. I think once they start to look a bit aged, they go pretty quickly. Um, but they'll last a they'll last a while. Yeah. So hopefully this will help you maintain a bit more cleanliness and feel a bit more comfortable at the end of the day when you're trying to get to sleep. And again, easy system to use, really inexpensive, and it roughly under about forty grams. So it's not a huge impost to your pack. Yeah, and I think it's much more environmentally um, friendly than buying um, packets of wipes, and you know you've you've got the wipes to dispose of and. 
um, you know, you've got a consumer product there as opposed to this one, which is something that just keeps on going. Okay, we hope you've enjoyed this episode. That's all for me. Bye for now. And bye from me.